Welcome to Barbecue 321. This is our first episode, episode one, and we have a special guest today, Phil the Grill. You might know him as Phil Johnson. He's a pit master out of the Bronx, New York, and he's been competing on the circuit. We caught up with him at the American Royal, where he was filming an episode of Barbecue USA. We chat with him about his experience at the Royal and being on TV, and he talks about his former life as a general contractor in the Bronx and how he got into competitive barbecue. He gives us a rundown on his gear and his top tips for competitive barbecue. All around great time talking with Phil on our first episode of Barbecue 321 Pitmaster Interviews, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. Barbecue. Three, two, one. Barbecue. Three, two, one. We're here with Phil Johnson. You may know him as Phil the Grill. Phil, great to see you. Nice seeing you. So we were at the American Royal with you, watching you do your thing. Obviously, yeah. being at the Royal is amazing. It's so much energy, 500-plus teams there <laughs> cooking, and uh, you were right in the mix, and you had a, key, a TV crew following you. Like, how was your experience with Barbecue <laughs> USA uh, and keeping it all together? You're, and you're, you're no new guy to TV, right? You've been on it, it, No, shows. definitely. Definitely. Actually, I cooked with Mike Simon before on TV, but he never just came into my under my tent and then, you know, in the middle of a competition. So that was different this year at the American Royal. But it's always a great time seeing family and friends. You know, my slogan for that is, you know, barbecue sauce is thicker than water. <laughs> it is. It's all one big family. So tell me a little about, so having the cameras there with you uh, uh, at the Royal, tell me about your experience. Did it add any stress to your cook or was everything business you know, as usual? You know, you, you know it was crazy because I was a little concerned about it coming out to the Royal. I mean, you know, you're talking about the best of the best around the world, right? Meeting with. So you always want to be on your A game and give out your best product. Never want to miss a step. And if you follow me, through my cooks, I'm freestyle, right? I'm the freestyle barbecuist, right? So I'm out there, you know, going off of memory and like, okay, this is about ready. What am I gonna add to this? And what I'm gonna do, you know, on the fly, what's what I'm gonna do to soup up something, right? So that was um, different for me to have a film crew catching that, you know, at the same time. And I cooked with uh, Michael before, and I feel like we have the same style of cook. You know, just be loose with it and just get in your groove and, you know, get down. So it was great. It was no hiccups in um, cooking and then presenting to the judges at the same time. It was it was a good time, man. I, I loved it. <laughs> now, yeah, I know, spoiler alert, you, you did well. You got some yeah. walks. You got your name out yeah. there. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. You know, that's anytime you can get a walk and you're competing against 500 people. I mean, that's a huge you deal. You know, I, I've been blessed oh, really to go to the Royal every year. I hear my name called on that stage. It might not be grand champion, but I ain't going to wear that cape one day. One day, I'm going to be able to put it all together at one time, and I'm going to be able to put that cape on. You know, every year I've been going out there, I've been getting cold. You know, I never come home without a real... I, I got a, a, a shoe full of ribbons you know, just hanging up. <laughs> but I want that cape and that crown one day. I, I definitely go back every year, and I love competing and just hanging out. It's just a great time all around because we do like little venues where you know it might be like 30 40 50 teams in that regional area 
But now, you know, that's the one place that you're really competing with everybody uh, that you might even just be following on social media or know from just, you know, behind the scenes or cooking shows or things like that. But now you're competing and you're getting to mingle and hang out with everybody. So it's always a good time at those big venues like that. And you said this wasn't your first time shooting with Michael. What, what's it like filming with Michael Simon? <laughs> you know, uh, last, last time I shot with uh, Michael Simon, he was with his... Uh, off the ego, Bobby Flay. So those guys were like uh, kids on the playground, pushing each other, shoving, punching each other. And then I so happened to be on Bobby Flay's team, which is a New Yorker, right? But, you know, I always give Bobby Flay so much crap because I say he was born with a silver spoon from in his mouth because I'm from the South Bronx. He's from the Upper East Side. It's a different different variable of uh, hood. And, and Michael feeds into that, right? But I just love those two guys because, I mean, they are definitely iron chefs. And um, just watching them and see a uh, flow and just get into their groove. And that's kind of my style of cooking, you know, just to bring flavors from my background of being from New York with all of the different ethnic backgrounds that I grew up with. And just putting that into a bottle, into a sauce, into a rub, and just giving that flair. So, you know, I want to be different, but I want everything to blend together. And, and you know, it's going to be just a nice, even playing field. So we filmed with you back in October at the Royal. Uh, how many have you been doing a lot of contests? I mean, do you, you stay well, in tune with the pitmaster? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm running a restaurant at the same time, Barbecue Trap House. And uh, since then have decided to close that and actually concentrate more on fill the grill brand and go back into the competition field because it was keeping me away from building my rubs and my sauces. And man, it was so much hard work, man. I come from a construction background where I could manage 72 subcontractors, but 12 employees was kicking my butt. <laughs> so I'd rather go back to what I know and go out and compete and just push the uh, the rubs. I got two new rubs coming out. I got two more sauces coming out this year as well, as well as a cookbook. Doing what I know and what I love best because it's not too many people out there unless you're, you know, talking about pizzas or hot dogs. No one really looks to New York for barbecue, you know, so I've just got my own flavor and flair to the game. Well, that, I mean, that brings up a good question. Like, how did you get into the the barbecue competitive world? Like, how, how does a guy from the Bronx all of a sudden say, hey, I'm going to do competitive barbecue this weekend? Yeah, you know, I came from, a, a, again, from a doing a homes and construction, and I, would ha I was a general contractor. And um, the market was going up and down probably in, uh, uh, what was it, 07, and moved to Phoenix. And, uh, and, you know, I just love cooking in my backyard. Every Sunday, just having friends over, watching the football games, throwing on a big hunk of meat. And then I started getting invited to everybody's house for their events. And they would tell me to bring the appetizer, the main course, the dessert. And I was like, wait a second. I was like, I think I might have something here. So I kind of put it all together. I built a house. I could build a food truck. I built a food truck, went out there. I became the top 10 food truck in the uh, Valley. And so that's kind of what got me in the game. Um, I went to a, a barbecue supply store. I met up with uh, one of the guys and, and I saw pit masters and I saw, you know, the Tuffy stones and the uh, Myron Mixons and I'm watching them. And, and I was like, Hey, how does somebody get involved in, you know, competing? And I bought my first green mountain grill <laughs> and I went next weekend uh, with the RV, with a couple of my other New York friends. We're playing rap music off of you know, the RV, and somebody told me to turn it down. And I got my first two calls 
at that event. And I was hooked ever since. And I think that's where I earned the name as the Jay-Z of barbecue, because that's what I was jamming out to in my tent. <laughs> I mean, so many people we talk to, it really it comes down to you get, get that first call, that first walk on stage, and then yeah, you're hooked. And, and that particular one, it was 125 contestants. Here I am just playing around in my backyard thinking I got something good. And we're just sitting down drinking beers at awards like out of 125 there's no possible way I'm going to get a name call. So we're just trying to, you know, there for the learning experience. But I got a top 10 call in chicken and a top 10 call in pork. And that was it from there. <laughs> now, I mean, you're, so, so you're not doing it full time, but you're going to, going to go back to the competitive circuit? You still yeah, do other yes. stuff? Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, we went to Memphis in May. We came in fourth and shoulder. Um, I've been to uh, the uh, another thing that I kind of joined into was the uh, steak circuit, right? So uh, SCA. Um, so we we've competed in Dallas for the uh, world world championship SCA. So that's an invite. You have to win a golden ticket to go. Um, I also uh, compete at the World Foods Championship. I really love that because you start out cooking a steak and then you go into the kitchen and then that's when you can kind of really feed into your culinary background. You know, my culinary background is self-taught, definitely, but I just grew up with a lot of good aunties and grannies that, you know, <laughs> taught me. And, and, you know, I was a latchkey child, so anytime my parents needed a date night, I was at a, a friend of mine's house that was either Spanish or West Indian, so I know how to play with the curries and the sassones and things like that. So I love that because I don't feel like there's enough cooks out there that brings that New York melting pot to the plate. How did you first go to the Royal? Was that just something you're like, I got to do this? Or was it by chance? Or how did that well, come well, up? Well, I, I, I won a uh, grand championship at, it was a, a competition called Sam's Club. I, I won a grand championship in Reno, Nevada. So I got my invitation to cook at the American Royal. And then again, you know, sitting there with, you know, the um, Mo Kaysons, you know, and everybody you've seen on Pitmaster, and you're competing with them. And I'm just sitting in the bleachers like, there's no possible way I'm going to get my name called. And then it was second place port. And the lady says, and the winner is, it felt the first job. I was like, oh, let me get down there and get my award. So it was it was a great feeling. And ever since then, I've been going to the Arroyo. And I, my number one thing, and I'm going to really shoot for first place beans this year because um, it's getting better and better each year, you know. Beans has always got a, a top 10 call, and uh, I'm just getting closer down the line. Uh, ribs, I've always played. So if I could dial them all in again, I'm going to put that cape and crown on. <laughs> uh, I would love to see it. I would love to see it. Let's talk yeah. gear. Uh, now that you're a veteran barbecue pit master, what is your current arsenal of gear that you bring along to these competitions? I'm just thinking of cans right now. So the uh, barrel gateway drums is what I use at competitions. But, I mean, every pit master has multiple grills. I, I feel like in my backyard, I'm always using my Green Mountain grills. Um, I, always I usually have two drums and one Green Mountain grill. And I use that as like my heat oven, right? So once things are starting to get wrapped in place, then I put it into my Green Mountain grill already wrapped and kind of brought to temp. Um, that's where I sauce and set certain things because I could crank that up and I could turn that down. And you know, and here's the secret. There was so many pissed people at the American Royal because they had all of these big rigs and two jambos and all this other stuff, right? 
me and Kyle went out there and we had four Green Mountain pellet smokers and they called us the button pushers. But guess what? That took four to world. So, <laughs> so we got the same amount of smoke, the same flavor, if not even better because, you know, it's a consistency. You know, I feel like, damn, it's a pit master, right? If you're able to master your pit, you're a pit master, right? So it doesn't matter what you're cooking on. You can give me a trash can, a file cabinet. I'm going to still cook the same way and get the results. <laughs> so what about thermometers or anything like that? Or do you all feel? I know some guys get pretty technical with it. You know, I'm, I'm more with thermometers when I'm cooking steaks because they're wanting a perfect medium warm pink on the inside and you're not allowed to cut the steak you got to put the whole steak in the box and then they cut it with a butter knife a ribeye with a butter knife and they you know so you don't get to see what it is inside like where you get to slice it taste it and put it the good ones in the box you just got to put a hole so thermometers I use the steak I will use my pointer of my thermopin just to get that feel. And when that sucker feels like warm butter, you, you just get this feeling. When you have no tension on that piece of meat, you're like, oh, it's ready. <laughs> so, you know, I go off of uh, what, how long it's been as far as letting the bark set and then, and then feel as far as doneness. I am looking at the thermometer temp a little bit, but it's so many different cows and animals out there, right? Because I'm sure... A older cow is going to be a lot tougher and take a lot more time to get done than a younger cow. And how do you know which cow you got? And, you know, I always heard that the left side of the brisket on a cow is side. <laughs> you got to go for the left side. Throw away that right side. Yeah, throw it away the right side. So make uh, sure you get a, a left-sided brisket next time you go to Sam's Club. Actually, actually, ask the butcher for the left side of the brisket when you go to your butcher shop. That's the most tender side. I love that. All these new barbecue fans are going to be like, can I have the left side? Um, <laughs> what uh, what about charcoal? Do you use anything special, charcoal or wood-wise? Yes, it's been all through my cooks. It's uh, I use a lump charcoal. Um, you know, brands vary. I'm just looking for brands that give me more of a clean smoke. I know uh, uh, Blues Hog is definitely good. You know, uh, B&B I use a lot in uh, state competitions. But, you know, positioning those wood logs, right? So positioning your basket of charcoal in your barrel um, and then positioning those wood logs because you're just starting off and lighting one side of the that basket. And if you put all your wood in at one side, then you're going to burn it through. You want that throughout your cook. So positioning those wood chunks and then making sure your basket is nice and even uh, out and then right where you drop it, you know. Uh, so, you know, it's a little bit of a size, but again, it's, you know, the years of cooking, right? And and knowing what to do and when you get out there and, and how, how to get things done. Is there um, an essential piece of equipment to tell a beginner, like someone just starting out, like what, what, what should they invest in if they're getting into barbecue competitions? Hella smokers. <laughs> I would right there. Everyone's going to hate this. Look, let me just give you an example, right? So why did I get into barbecue? Because I remember growing up as a kid and my dad would make these hockey pucks, you know, have a barbecue and make these hockey puck hamburgers and, you know, these charred hot dogs and this, you know, charred chicken. And I was like, man, there's got to be a better way that, you know, you could cook. And then, you know, when I started cooking on my own, as I got older, I was like, oh, wow, this is the perfect cook. And I got him a Green Mountain Grill. 
and he got a post moment. Now he's making championship barbecue in his backyard now too. <laughs> um, all right, now your meat top tips. These are your top tips. We're gonna hit every meat. Chicken yeah. top tip. Use a sweet jam, uh, like a fruit jam, right? Like an apricot or a apple jelly, and mix that in with your sauce. Also, with that, if you're smoking your chicken. You definitely want to use butter to get through that bites, that rubbery skin. You know, uh, spray some butter, spray butter. You know, it could be, can't believe it's not butter or whatever. But when you have it open, definitely start basing it with butter to get that bite through skin. And definitely with your sauce, use a little apple jelly or some kind of apricot just to sweeten it. And it gives it that nice tacky uh, skin and color on that barbecue last, last glaze. And, and you're a thigh guy? I'm thigh. I'm wings. I put everything in the box. I, I put breast in the box. Didn't do well. But my breast was delicious. But nobody, you know, and again, being from New York, and that's why everybody be like, Phil, just dial it in and stay there. Because, you know, my ADHD plays with me. I'm like, bro, I'm going to kill it with this 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 chicken breast right now. They go, oh, I love this chicken breast. <laughs> I, I even told him, I was like, at a cop, I'm going to do uh uh, chicken fingers for chicken turn in and I was going to put them as like a Wu-Tang sign, you know, <laughs> barbecue, nice bite chicken. It's like, Phil, if you do that, <laughs> they're going to kick you out. They're going to kick you out. What's your ribs top tip? You know, ribs, you know, get them to a certain point where your bark is nice and uh, dry. You know, I like my spritz. I'm using apple juice. I'm using maple syrup and honey Jack Daniels. <laughs> that's the secret that's a secret we won't tell anybody all right that's a good tip uh pork butt top tip pork butt the, the best way to uh to really break down the uh, muscles in a pork butt is uh, enzyme in pineapple so always use like a, a pineapple juice to mix up your injection um or even when you wrap it will definitely help your pork cook out a lot brisket top tip Brisket top tip, just keep playing with it, man, till you get it right. <laughs> just keep playing till you get it right. You know, it's 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 a, it's a learning experience. You know, salt, pepper, garlic is definitely your main bark stuff. Um, injection. I don't inject in the backyard. I kind of let the fat render down and base that uh, brisket. But that is definitely a piece of meat because it's so grainy. It's just a lot of practice and time with it, just getting it dialed in. Every brisket is a different cook um, because, like I said, you know, you don't know what the age of that cow is or how tender or how well kept it was. <laughs> you know, yeah. I can't. I think there. I think you already had your top tip: uh, the left side brisket, right? Oh yeah, the left, the left side. <laughs> you always Take. go with the left side. <laughs> I love that. Um, so I have one final question: What's mm. the one thing you wish someone had told you when you were starting out in the barbecue competition world? Like, if if you could go back in time. What would have saved you some uh, heartache and everything else? Like, what would have been a good tip? Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> because once I got that first call, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do this. And then I wasn't getting my name called. And now I was like, bro, what, what's going on? And then once I dial back and just do my simple cooks and what I do, you just trying to put the best cook in that box. And you don't need to pile up all these different flavors and layers. I could almost say you could probably put salt, 
salt, pepper, and garlic on everything with a nice glaze. And so long as it's cooked perfectly, you'll get a call. <laughs> there you go. Salt, pepper, and garlic. Um, yeah. where, what's next for Fill the Grill? When, where, can we, where do we see you? What's going on? Yep. So I'm going out to Ileana Resort this weekend. I'm going to be cooking out there with my buddy Mike this weekend, uh, Michael Simon. And then um, I'm actually going to be at some SEA competitions this year. Um, I'm on the uh, Today Show for Father's Day. I'm uh, coming out with a cookbook. I got two rubs, two sauces coming out this year. I'm going to be doing a lot of barbecue classes as well this year. Um, I'm just looking for a spectacular, you know, back at the Royal again at the end of the year, World Food Championships at the end of this year as well. So you're going to catch a lot more of me now. I'm going to be back out there and competing and doing what I really love to do. So thank you again for being on here. Um, and, uh, good luck with everything, man. Sounds good. And there you have it, Phil the Grill. Always great to talk to him, get some good knowledge about the competitive barbecue. Hope you enjoyed Barbecue 321, Episode 1, Pitmaster interview. Uh, we have plenty more coming, barbecue321.com, at barbecue321tv. And be sure to check out Barbecue USA, premiering July 10th on Food Network. One. Barbecue. Three, two, one. Barbecue. Three, two, one.